Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Today I am talking to Yako Buyans. A lot of you guys follow him on Instagram. You support his organization, or maybe you have heard him speak at an event before, but he is on the front lines against sex trafficking. And so today he is going to tell us what sex trafficking looks like. There are parts of it that just aren't as obvious and aren't as publicized as you and I might know. So he's going to give us information on that and give us an inside look into what the fight against it actually looks like, what kinds of things we need to be looking for, and how we can help protect victims, how we can fight against it ourselves, the kinds of initiatives and the kinds of politicians that we should be supporting. I am so excited for you to listen to this conversation. He is so helpful and so insightful and so strong in this fight. So without further ado, here is Yako Buyans. Okay, I have to take a quick break to tell you guys about Pluto TV. So you guys know 2020 has been a crazy time. It has been a roller coaster of a year and it's only getting crazier. It's only going to get crazier before the election, but we are committed to helping you wade through the chaos. And now there are more ways to watch Relatable and Blaze TV than ever before. Subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. If you are watching this on YouTube, check out the podcast. Uh, podcast on iTunes and watch Pluto TV's 24 hour limited live stream on channel 238 or become a member at Blaze TV and get access to the entire Blaze TV catalog on demand. So make sure that you check out Pluto TV's 24 hour limited live stream if you haven't already on channel 238 or become a member at blazetv.com. Get access to the entire, entire Blaze TV catalog. It's not just me over here in case you didn't know that. And make sure that you are in the know and that you are cutting through all the noise with us. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it, Ali. Very, very happy to be here. Yes, I think that everyone listening probably follows you as well. But in case there are a few people out there who don't know you, can you tell them who you are and what you do? Yeah, Yaku Boyens, born and raised in South Africa, proud legal immigrant to the United States. For the last 17 years, I've been a citizen and we fight for life. Uh, Ali, we fight for life in and out of the womb, but really we, we, we fight against child sex trafficking and have for 26 years because my sister was trafficked for six years. Oh, wow. So our organization's called Share Together Now, meaning we share, we share the responsibility of raising our kids in this country, mm-hmm. of raising them right and protecting mm-hmm. them. And unfortunately, evil is real. Mm-hmm. And there are some who, who wish to, to harm yeah. The little ones. Yeah. How did you get into this industry? I know that you said that your sister yeah. was trafficked, but when and how did you decide, okay, I want to start doing something about this? Yeah, because not everybody whose family goes through right. that experience then becomes a 26-year life mission, mm-hmm. you know? So honestly, you know, with Ilanka, I was I was a senior in high school, six years older than my sister. She was trafficked at 13. Wow. So for six years, it was... And we didn't know that it was trafficking at the mm. time until she returned home, and then you realize... It's disastrous, right? Mm-hmm. But somewhere in the process from, from us leaving South Africa right when she was rescued, which was always the plan to come to the States, and arriving in the United States within three months, God just laid on my heart and said, not another one. Mm-hmm. His heart is that not one more. You know, mm-hmm. Not another child should be sexually abused or, or trafficked. Mm-hmm. We had, I had no expectation or idea that trafficking was going to be prevalent in the United States. Mm. We thought 
It's the land of the free, the home of the brave. This is it no milk and honey. Happen. It's not yeah. going to happen here. And then, and this is 2001. Right. I saw it for the first time in Chattanooga, Tennessee, because we lived in Nashville. And the penny dropped, and it's like, and then, of course, now we know today we're the most prevalent nation on earth, mm-hmm. trafficking children. So it's right. been, but it was somewhere in there, it was just God just said, not another one, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and so it's just a, it's a, it's a mad mission for us to. So with your sister, you said that you didn't realize at the time that it was trafficking. How how did it happen? Ilonka won a competition, South African Idol, like American Idol. She's okay. an incredible singer. Mm-hmm. Today, very healthy in Nashville, Tennessee. She has her own ministry. She's a, a recording artist, a worship artist. Mm-hmm. But she's had that gift. So she won this competition as a 13-year-old, right? Against adults, legitimately. Wow. The record label courted the family for a year we got to know them well big label uh, they built trust we traveled with them and and then the president of that label and the manager that was assigned to her first started with a rape which is what they normally mm. do and then they trafficked her so she was trafficked unconventionally through what people would think through a corporate setting it's not always snatch and grab or always the runaway child you know and the police at that time then said well she's a runaway and he said no we're a very tight family. Mm-hmm. We're raised by a single mom. My my mind on mothers is next level. Mm-hmm. Moms are mm-hmm. they're everything. I mean, so we were very close, and we knew faith is our foundation. So there's no way she was a runaway. This is a high functioning girl, field hockey player, singer. I mean, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, she's gone. So, so, but still, nobody called it trafficking or, or anything else. They just and the police, honestly, about three months in, it's like. You know, what, it's a runaway, you know. Mm-hmm. Ironically, she was, she was rescued by an undercover cop who had worked the case previously. So that, that process, but throughout the process, my mom just always, and as an 18-year-old, and I had to go do military service at that time because it transitioned from high school. And so it was just a crazy, a crazy time, you know. Mm-hmm. But we always vowed when she, when she was back, we didn't know what that meant because physically back doesn't mean back, right? by the way. You know, mm-hmm. she physically came back, but it took a decade mm. in the United States to really have my sister back, mm. just her having herself back, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's what I think so much of social media today, just go rescue the children. And I, yes, please, we need to rescue those, but it's, it's the starting gun on a, yeah. on a, on a marathon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you came to the United States, you saw an incident in Chattanooga, and then I'm guessing you started digging in to try to see how big this problem was in the United States. And we know that it's a big problem, but in those first days of your research, what did you discover that surprised you about trafficking here? It was a bizarre situation because I'm real-time learning from my sister imagine this there's one day we don't know because still she didn't talk because victims don't identify as victims there's massive manipulation and confusion going on so one day she said she called a family meeting in nashville and five of us sit and and she goes starts for like a five-hour process and doesn't stop and no one says a word and she starts first account of a guy abusing her second account third account in in grotesque detail Mm -hmm. and you're sitting there i'm sitting there i'm the oldest brother quote unquote dad in the house and now you come with guilt it happened on my watch how and you just you're processing these emotions at the same time 
I'll be honest, a hatred almost builds up. You yeah. want to go back to South Africa and just get everybody. Mm-hmm. But then your heart's broken for your sister. You can't, there's no way to make sense. So that's how I learned what trafficking was through Ilonka's experiences, but at the same time also witnessing it in the US and saying, but I'm seeing everything you're telling me, I'm seeing. So I learn how to profile, right? And there, there are good reasons to profile. I learned how to profile through Ilonka's eyes, but then I also saw her just, there was two attempted suicides mm. in rehab. I mean, this is massive, right? So, that, so it was this world of living it, trying to put a family back together, and then seeing it at the same time in the world and nobody sees it. Mm-hmm. It's like blind. Nobody's mm-hmm. seeing like, can you people not see? Mm-hmm. You know, so from 2001, I t- and so then it became, okay, start looking for it. What I learned to look for, now go look for it, right? And then see more and more of it and learn there's no help. Yeah. And, and so progress that through 2000 and really only 2014 where legislation woke up and said, oh, we got to change the laws because it's really not okay, mm-hmm. you know, to call a 10-year-old, 12-year-old sex traffic victim a prostitute. Right. And have them have a rap sheet for the rest of their life. But that's 2014. That's 13 years in the U.S. of just seeing almost nothing happen, right? Mm-hmm. Now, great organizations fighting, but few and far between, right? Yeah. So it was a weird balance of I'm learning firsthand how they do it, what they say, what the manipulation, watching her go through rehab, literally watching a human being that's my sister, but it's, but the person's not there. As far as the personality, this is a singer, you know, artist, they're, they're out there. If I'm buoyant and completely in a shell, all of a sudden withdrawn, can't communicate. I mean, like what in the world? Yeah. So it was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Of learning. Right. But it was also... I think what's put me in a very unique position, and look, it's all God's, it's all His, we're here to serve, but it's put me in a unique position in this fight because I, 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 I learned about this fight, for, not just through a family member, but real time, and now we're fighting, we were fighting it as well. So we, we started the organization to proactively then go and say, okay, what's our role in this fight? Identify, highlight, and, and then it morphed into mm-hmm. this huge thing that it is today you know all right guys i got to tell you about express vpn my entire family uses express vpn over the weekend we sat down with some family friends after dinner and i helped them get their vpn on all their devices because protecting your data protecting your information on all of your electronic devices is more important than ever in case you didn't know this internet service providers like comcast or verizon know every single website you visit these social media companies are tracking your every single move. Uh, ISPs can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you, maybe in ways that you don't want to be targeted. So ExpressVPN protects you from all of those things. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet, so your online activity cannot be seen by anyone. It's really as easy as closing the bathroom door, downloading it, and making sure that you are protected. You just open the app, 
You click one button and then you're protected. Rated number one by CNET, Wired, and The Verge. It works on phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. You only need one account for all of your devices. My husband and I have one account and it's on our computers and it's on our phones. So it really is easy and it's super affordable. Uh, secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash Ally, that's A-L-L-I-E. That is expressvpn.com slash Ally, and you can get an extra three months for free. That is expressvpn.com slash Ally. You've implied that trafficking isn't always what we think. I think a lot of times we think about, or I think about the southern border, drug cartels, human traffickers, that way, something that is uh, very kind of obvious and violent, or yeah, violent and targetable and kind of visible. But what you're describing, I don't think most people would have called trafficking. You probably wouldn't have called it trafficking in the beginning. So what does it look like, not just in the entertainment industry, but in general, what should people kind of look out for with their kids or with their sister? What, what is it? Such a massively important question, right? Because we, and first, let's differentiate human trafficking, child sexual exploitation, sex trafficking, different universes, mm-hmm. right? So let's, we're talking about sex here. We're talking about forced, forced sexual behavior, either for gifts, for goods, for money, for protection, not to harm family or all of the above. And in Ilanka's case, it was all of the above. The conventional wisdom, you see the white van snatching a kid from a playground, and it's a cartel, and it's MS-13. Yes, does that happen today? 100%. Are the cartels trafficking kids? Absolutely. So everything people think it is, it is. But it's what they don't know Mm. that has made our country so vulnerable. It's that they don't know that this is a mist that has blown into suburbs and neighborhoods, and it's in broad daylight. A kid goes to school, plays on the volleyball team and is literally being trafficked for sex. The fastest rising form, and there's 25 different forms of trafficking, children, right? And and, and adults, it's not just children. Um, The fastest rising form is what's called familial trafficking. Family members trafficking their own children. Now, that is a very, very hard thing to detect when the victim does not identify as a victim. When the victim doesn't say, help me, please. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to detect, uh, Ali. Uh, you know? And then to prosecute, it's a nightmare almost. Mm-hmm. And so it's hidden in plain sight because the level of mind manipulation, and this is not conspiracy stuff. There's not a single human being. I start my TED Talk with saying, there's not a human being I meet, and there's not none. I don't care if you're the toughest Navy SEAL that cannot be manipulated. Not one. If I know your greatest desire in life, like really in your gut, the thing that you're most hungry for, and it may for you be your child or your job or an ambition, right? And your biggest fear, those two things, and I, and I then start investing time into you, dismantling you like a project, there's not a human being that cannot be manipulated. If you throw in force, if you throw in sexual abuse, if you throw in manipulation, threats, threatening family members, if you throw in fraud, mm-hmm. right, or debt bondage, mm-hmm. there's no human being. You can't. And the people say, well, why do women, why do we hear a woman says, 30 years ago I was raped and I never told anybody? That's ridiculous. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It is not. God made us 
You know, I always I use birth for the same reason. If women could truly remember the moment of birth in its full capacity, you've done this once, okay? My wife, you're a champion, <laughs> mama, right? If they would remember, they would never give birth again. <laughs> they would never. Just right. take that. Right. That's not that's that's willing, right? That's not even tra- you know trauma. Right. Now go rape a child, physically abuse them, manipulate them, threaten their family, alter their identity. Mm-hmm. All of them will go, you did this. Mm-hmm. You made me do this. I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. You pulled the evil out of me. Mm-hmm. You made me do this. Do you remember when you said this and this on your Instagram? That's the post that made me come after you and not that girl. Wow. This is how they talk to the kids. Wow. So it's like you, you lose yourself. So now ask yourself, why is it that in the United States, the average age of children being groomed and trafficked is 12? I can tell you why. Go back to when you were 12. Between 12 and 15, what happened to your body? Mm-hmm. You didn't even know yourself. Right. Hormones through the roof. Can't talk to your dad. Don't know who to talk to. Most parents just give you a book. Mom's here. It's secret. If you had brothers, why is she in the bathroom the whole time? What's happening? There's, there's you, you, you noticing boys. Your hormones fire up. You're becoming fertile, right? you noticing at your age of 12, boys my age are idiots. Mm-hmm. I like older boys. Mm. This is every girl. So the predator understands that period of that child's life and said, I'm just looking now. All the girls are going through this. Beautiful for them. Okay, sick. Now I'm looking for the one with a father wound. I'm looking for the one that needs attention. I'm looking for the one that's very poor. I'm looking for the one that's left alone. Looking for a crack, a vulnerability, and they take time. Mm-hmm. They will invest time. I always say this. I wish Christians would invest as much time into redeeming people mm-hmm. as bad guys will invest time into robbing their youth. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And how does social media play into this? TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, does that play a really big role in grooming these kids? It's taken a really big problem and it's made it the number one problem of our time. Okay, guys, one more break to tell you guys about Car Shield. So, computer systems in cars are the new normal. I'm sure most of you have that little computer in the in the middle of your dashboard to tell you where you're going or what radio station uh, you've got it on. Uh, and it can be just a pain to fix when something goes wrong, and you can't fix it yourself. None of us are technologically savvy to do that. So, when something breaks, it can cost a fortune. And now, it's just not the time in American life for those expensive repairs. A lot of us are trying to save as much money as possible. And that is why when that breaks, you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. The people at CarShield understand payment flexibility is a must. Monthly plans can be customized to your needs with rates as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitments. CarShield gives you options. Others won't. You get to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and car shield takes care of the rest they also offer complimentary 24 7 roadside assistance that is a huge deal and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield has helped over 1 million customers. So drive with confidence knowing that you have coverage from America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands for a covered repair. Call 800-CAR-6000 and mention code 
Alley. So that is 800 car 6000. Mention code Alley or visit carshield.com and use code Alley to save 10%. That is carshield.com code Alley. A deductible may apply. So you have a pimp and you have a buyer. They call them Johns. I don't like that because there are good people named John. Right. right? But a pimp and a buyer. And in between, you've got victims. And then there's scouts. And Ghislaine Maxwell, for instance, was a groomer. Okay. Epstein Maxwell, she's a bottom girl. She's called the bottom girl. She should be tra- tried as a, as a trafficker, by the way. Mm. But it, it's removed the middle ground where the buyer can directly talk to the child. Mm. And now you have children self-trafficking. Right. There's no pimp involved. Even. Right. Well, where's the pimp? It's the child. Well, why? Because she's sexting with a guy online who looks kind or she's engaging directly with the buyer. Now, there's normally still a pimp somewhere will come, come in, but, but it's opened up the Komodo. There's not a single tech platform, and, and these guys can't stand me, and that's okay. I'm just calling facts. There's not a single tech platform on earth that's not being used to traffic children. I'm not saying by the corporation. I'm not saying Facebook as a right. corporate entity. But Facebook is a platform every minute of the day. Predators are using Facebook to profile and traffic children. TikTok is out of control. Mm-hmm. Out of, I'm so happy we're going after TikTok, mm-hmm. right? My cry on these organizations is you've got, you've got a section that's protecting you. You go do something internally. Yeah. You make it an internal mission, Facebook, Yeah. to say children will not be profiled on our platform. They're not doing it, but they can. And to my my pet peeve with these tech platforms is i need to see them take initiative yeah not because of some federal regulation this is free market just from your own moral compass right, right. do something you know? right so so but it's being used so the internet has and then it just took all the you used to have to go to a certain part of town know a certain area yeah to get a connection to get to a girl right we can sit here right now on a laptop no joke and within 15 to 25 minutes, I'll tell you, we'll have north of 100 men that'll say, I'm ready to buy a child, and, we, and I can find you maybe 50 kids within a four or five mile radius of where we're sitting. Wow. This is in every zip code in the United States. This is not what people think. And so mm-hmm. how do you fight this fight? Top down, I was sitting in the White House with the president when he signed the executive order. He's a champion for saying children will not be trafficked. Right, I got one of the pens he signed it with. That's great. We will not stop this unless it's fought in the home. Yeah, parents taking ownership again of their children, fathers stepping up. Yeah, and what does that what does that look like for parents who maybe they're like, you know, my kid is fifteen and they've had a phone since they were twelve, and I don't yeah. know how to restate my authority over their social media and their cell phones and they want to give their kids freedom so what's Mm -hmm. your recommendation for those parents you have to let your child see your child's not going to hear you if you now want to recalibrate order in the house hey what are you watching mom you never asked me what i'm watching who are you talking to you're going to look like a helicopter parent which you should be yeah right how do you do that you take your teenager you sit them down you watch the movie Eight Days that we produced, right? Mm. And your teenager will look at you and say, if that's real, then, then I'm, I'm doing that Yeah. now. I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Help, you know? and, and then he may not ask for help or she may, but then when you come as a parent and say, now do you understand? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Because when you just, you know, highlight the issue for them, and I'd go as young as 10, but parental discretion on how you talk. And it's a way, my five-year-old doesn't know the word sex trafficking. But if you ask my five-year-old right now, what does your dad do? She'll say, he hunts bad guys and we protect girls. Mm. Well, what does that look like? And she'll tell you, there are some men that, that want to hurt little girls. She, can't, she doesn't need to know the grotesque yeah. stuff, but she knows this is private space. These words, these things, if this happens, we need to teach our children what flags are. Children are being trafficked through Xbox games, mm. online talking communities. So when you highlight these issues to your children and then come and parent and say, hey, I need to know who your friends are. Look at your child's behavior. People don't change. It takes a massive event in someone's life to change personality. Near-death experience, being saved if you're, if you're a believer. But it takes something huge. Or sexual abuse, rape, bullying. So when a child's behavior changed, regardless of age, something happened. An yeah. event happened. Does it mean it's trafficking? I don't know. Maybe. But you need to start. So parents need to equip themselves with what is situational awareness. What does it look like? You know, language changing, gifts and goods, peer groups changing, you know. Kids don't get tattoos, but we read tattoos a lot. A child just being withdrawn all of a sudden, absent-minded. For the teachers, a kid falls asleep in the classroom. We chalked so much in this country up to, oh, it's bullying, when it was actually trafficking, mm, mm-hmm. when it was actually sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so we, we need to really just get parents equipped to take ownership of their home, then their street, their school. Yeah. And you know. not be afraid, even if, you know, obviously I'm not speaking of someone as someone who is a mom of a teenager, so I can't speak from experience in that area. But I know some parents, maybe they feel awkward because so far in their home, they haven't taken authority over their children. And so they think my kid is 15. They're going to be out in a few years. It's too late. I am sure that you would encourage them that it's never too late. Even if you feel awkward, even if you feel like maybe you don't have the best relationship with your child it's not too late to take those steps to show them who is in charge and how much you care about them, right? Never. I'll give you an example. Let's call this girl Susie. It's not her name. She's 27. We rescue her, right? She was trafficked at 13. That's 14 wow. years of trafficking. She's a mother. Never seen her child because the pimp took the child. Wow. Okay? You know, the number one key to restore Susie's life was bring her mother back and her father back in her life mm. at 27. It's never too late. Exactly. Never. Okay. You invest. You keep bending that tree in the right direction because the world wants to go in the opposite direction. And today, I did a special with Glenn. You know, today we've got a massive attack on our children in the classroom, comprehensive sex ed in the classroom. The children are being groomed in the classroom. This is a shocking thing to realize as an American to go, wait, wait a minute. Are there really people out there who want children to be sexually abused? Yes. We want to normalize pedophilia in this country. It's all flying under the LBGTQ banner, which, by the way, that, that group of people, the, the, the gay and lesbian group, they don't endorse this. I've asked them. They go, we don't see children exploited, but it's a way to get funding into the schools. Right. And so they groom and normalize sexual behavior with children. And sexual language and talking Absolutely. about things like masturbation at a really young exactly. age, right? Four. Yeah. World Health Organization. Age and four. UNICEF and Planned Parenthood, right? UNICEF, Planned Parenthood, video. UNESCO. The, the curriculum is being voted into Texas now. It's in 27 states. This is a fact. And there's an outcry. They're desensitizing. And you can't change culture without changing language. Mm-hmm. So it's not prostitution. It's sex work. No, it's not sex work. 
there's abuse. Mm-hmm. No, it's prostitution. But the second you change that, now I can defend it. Well, a woman should be allowed to work. And an employee, he should be allowed to employ her. He's an employer. Mm. He's giving her a job. Mm-hmm. No, he's coercing, defrauding, and manipulating. You know? So you change language, right? Yeah, it's man-boy love. It's not pedophilia. Mm. Yeah, man-boy organization. It's man-boy love. Or a minor attracted person or Minor attract. This is how they do it. And it's in the school system. And so if you're a parent listening today and you have, catch yourself, adopted to, yeah, I kind of was okay with the language changing. You can't be. Mm-hmm. You can't be. And then for the fathers listening, and I got to do this, pornography is the entry drug to child sex trafficking. Am I saying every guy who watches porn will one day physically put their hands on a kid? No, but you're on that track. And now other life circumstances happen and you accelerate the track. If you use drugs, right, and you think you can manage it and all of a sudden you go through a divorce, you're going to spiral. If you drink, it's it's just don't be on that track. Yeah. And if you're on the track, you're creating demand. Mm -hmm. And the only way we eradicate child sex trafficking in this country is you've got to curb demand. You can arrest every El Chapo in the world. You're not going to stop drug trafficking. Yeah. Taking the, 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 the kingpin away just gives room for another kingpin to stand up. You need to stop demand. And unfortunately, the American male is the buyer. 96% of the buyers are men. Okay. The majority on average of the men buying are north of $100,000 a year and has two children. Wow. Let that sink in for a second. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, not what the kid, you think. It's not the 18-year-old in his mom's basement, typically. These are... High functioning fathers. Wow. Who will go pay for sex with children. That's deception. It's massive deception. Mm-hmm. And we in a culture now it's got such deception. Mm-hmm. If we look at people saying, Well, I want justice, so I'm gonna burn this building down. Yeah. You want law, but you want but you operate in lawlessness, that's right. deception. Right. Right. A person was killed, so we're going to go kill 10 people. That's deception. That never produces fruit. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, impossible. So we have to wake up and take ownership back. You're doing it here as a mom, but you're, you, I promise I've done this for 26 years. This show you're doing right now. I want you to really hear me here. I want to pour into you on, on air, <laughs> okay? We'll save lives. We'll restore families will protect girls and boys from not being trafficked. There's a girl right now that's going to learn about this through her mom who's currently engaging with a guy. How do you know, Yaku? Because it floods in. I wake up in the morning. I mean, this morning, I wake up, and, and Dan Foncarcio says, did you see from last night's segment what flooded in this morning? Parents saying, yeah. my kid is in this right now. Yeah. We've got to fight this right now. This show, you don't even have an idea what you're doing here it's 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 god's work so thank you for doing it um yeah Allie. it's important yeah well one more thing i want to ask you about you have talked about how defunding the police or even just directing funds away from the local police has a disastrous effects on the fight against sex trafficking you've talked about all the different facets that go into just busting one ring or saving one child can you briefly just just talk about that. Why local law enforcement and supporting our local law enforcement is so important in this fight. It's impossible, not difficult. It's impossible to rescue children without law enforcement because we have a law in this country. 
I 26 years in it. I know what I'm doing. Okay, we profile can build cases. I can go tonight through a motel door and go rescue a child. Not not being egotistical, but the method of how I'll go to jail if I enter that door without a warrant. I have to work with local law enforcement. And what what if we miss her by 10 minutes, which happens almost every time? Wow. And now she's no longer in that county or that state. Now you better have law enforcement pass on intel to law enforcement in another county, in another state. Defunding the police is catastrophic in our fight because they always, always defund what? Special units first. Mm. And these are special child trafficking task forces, which, by the way, over, over 50% of our states don't have one task force. And then 90% of the task forces is a crew of one to three people defending a whole state. Wow. Come on. They're so strapped for cash. The, the, the regular police officer, you can't ask him to fight child sex trafficking. He's overworked. We're 500 officers short in Dallas, Texas permanently, pre-COVID and pre, pre the BLM movement. They are burdened, overworked, and not trained, by the way. We train law enforcement. We train the FBI on how to profile. For, for, so the notion that we can... And then you'll hear the same people. Oh, I'm against child sex trafficking. Defund the police. You don't have a clue mm-hmm. even how it works, right? Mm-hmm. And so it is, a, it is an army of non-government organizations, nurses, critical care, victim services, long-term facilities, law enforcement, judges, district attorneys, lawyers to rescue one child. Wow. Because when you rescue that child, it's not over. There's a trial. There's police evidence. There's forensics. There's doctor's reports. I mean, it's, it is a laughable notion mm-hmm. that you can have a society without law enforcement right but in this mm-hmm. fight yeah it's and and unfortunately the pimps have been running rampant they are literally going to the cities where law enforcement are being defunded la county is a third world country disaster zone right now for trafficking because they defund police Wow. The pimps, go, they're going to go to the path of least resistance. Of course. Of course, criminals always do. And That's, you said that Donald Trump has been a big help in, in fighting against this. Is that correct? First in history, first president of any country in the history of the world to, number one, say, I recognize child sex trafficking is a thing and it's in my country. Most deny it. Mm. Right. And this is as good as Ronald Reagan was. He had a, 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 a mandate against child porn, but nobody until Trump, not Obama, not Bush, and I fought this under three U.S. presidents. Okay, trust me, I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried with, with, with President Bush, President Obama, zero. Zero top-down support, meaning an executive order got signed by President Trump, and, he, and, and I was there, instructed the FBI, you will hunt traffickers. Not just, we don't stand for it, I'm going to fund the FBI. Yeah. We're going to set up task forces. The U.S. Marshal Service has never fought child trafficking. They just did three huge things. Why? The president empowered them with an authority, formed a task force, funded it, and said, go find the kids. Wow. That's never happened before. So that alone, in my eyes, alone, forget about anything else politics, in this fight we're in, and by the way, two weeks before that, I stood with him at the March for Life, where he was the first president to show up at the March for Life, right? That alone is a champion for me because we, we, we've been craving that kind of support top down with, with the authorities as well forever. 
Mm -hmm. Can you tell everyone how they can support you, where they can follow you, how they can help your organization? We have a show in, on Instagram that we use solely for this, right? So this is, we just bump out information. It's great. It's so informative, Thank by you. the way. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so their Instagram, uh, yaku.boyens on Instagram, and in our organization is Share Together Now sharetogethernow.org. Their parents can learn how to profile, how to talk to their kids. They can watch the film Eight Days that we produced for this purpose. We produced mm-hmm. it for the community. Say, this, this is in your neighborhood. You know? And so um, first realize it's real. It is in your neighborhood. It's in your kid's school. You know, it's in your kid's school in the curriculum, but there's children in your kid's school that are being sexually exploited. And so we need to take ownership of our communities back. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything that you and your family do. And thank you for taking the time to come on this show. I do encourage everyone to follow you on Instagram and support your organization however they can. There are a lot of people who have been asking me to talk about this who are so curious and want to protect their kids and protect their family. So again, thank you so much. Guys, I could have talked to Yako for four more hours. There were so many questions that I wanted to ask him. So please go support him and follow him. He has so much information, but I want to reemphasize something that he talked about, the importance of fighting this in our homes and making sure that we are paying attention to the warning signs that don't necessarily say this is child trafficking or this is grooming your child. And one of those things is, is uh, what's going on in our public school system as far as sex education goes. So he talked about there are several organizations, the WHO, which we have talked about on this podcast. Go back and listen to an episode from a few months ago uh, called Who is WHO? where we talk about the leadership there, the initiatives there, why it is such a corrupt organization, why it is so good that President Trump, a couple months after I recorded that podcast, not due to the podcast, but it just happened to be after I recorded the podcast that he decided that we were going to get out of the WHO, we were going to stop funding the WHO. That was a good decision because of what the WHO supports. They work together with organizations like Planned Parenthood, with UNESCO, And they have come together to create this sexual education curriculum for our children starting at the age of four that talks about sexually explicit subjects uh, that are inappropriate for children that put ideas and put images in children's mind uh, for the purpose, they would not admit this, but for the purpose of sexualizing kids and making them comfortable with sexual conversations and comfortable with sexual topics, sexual experiences, sexual relationships at an age where they need to be protected from that kind of information, protected from that kind of conversation instead of brought into it by teachers and by administrators who do not know your children and do not care about your children in the same way that you do. So it is incumbent upon parents to make sure that your kids are not in a system where they are being indoctrinated with this kind of stuff. You guys know I talk about so often on this podcast, the importance, I believe, of taking your kids out of the public school system. And I know I get a lot of messages from wonderful, wonderful public school teachers who say that you disagree with that or uh, from parents who love their public school in their area. And I understand. There are lots of great public schools. There are lots of great public school teachers. That is 
Absolutely true. And if your child goes to a public school, do I think that they are going to um, they are going to end up horribly and that their life is going to be ruined? Not at all. Of course, I believe God is totally sovereign and can work uh, in anything. However, as Vodi Bauckham says, you cannot send your child to Caesar and be surprised when they come back. Romans, when we send our child to the state to get their values, to get their sex education, to get their moral education, even to get their history, rather than uh, learning those things primarily in the home or learning those things from a school where the parents actually have a say in what their child learns, we are putting them um, uh, at the whim of the state. At the, We are putting them uh, basically in a position of being vulnerable to what Ever the state wants to indoctrinate them with. And we know because of the public school unions, because of the people that are behind the public education system, that it is going to be a left wing worldview. And the left wing worldview looks to separate the parent and the child by replacing the authority of the of, of the parent and the authority of the family with the authority of the state, which is, in the case of a child, the public school system. And they would like to make it to where a child is uh, sexually autonomous at a very young age. This is the left-wing communistic worldview. If you read someone uh, like, for example, Sophie Lewis, who is a uh, self-proclaimed communist and she has written several books. She talks about the importance of kids not belonging to families, not belonging to their mother and father, but quote, belonging to themselves. The inevitable consequence of that is going to be uh, children put in mature and even sexual situations in which they should actually be protected from by their parents rather than placed into by the state or by the public school system. So it's so important, parents, that if you cannot take your kids out of public school, which is my first recommendation, is homeschool or private school or charter school. That, again, is why school choice, something that exclusively Republicans and conservatives support, that is why school choice is so important so that a child's safety and future in education is not dictated by their zip code. Um, but if you cannot take your child out of the public school that they are assigned to because of their zip code, then be as involved as you possibly can, whether you are a public school teacher, whether you are a parent, push back against the union, push back against the se- sexual education that is being rammed down your child's throat that is completely inappropriate for their age, that should be coming from you and not from their teachers. Make sure that you make the other parents that are in your group or are in your child's class aware of the things that are going on, push back against any kind of curriculum that does not align with the values that you want your child learning. Speak up. Don't be afraid to say something uh, to the school board. Don't be afraid to push back against the teachers union, public school teacher. Don't be afraid to push back against these institutions that are actually working against your child in so many ways. So as Yako said, this starts at home. This starts in the places where children spend a lot of their time and parents, a lot of their time and parents do not be afraid to take authority over your child. God gave you the responsibility of being their parent for a reason. 
You are the best teacher. Parents, I told this to a mom the other day who is struggling with virtual learning with her child who has uh, special needs, who is on the autism spectrum. I said this to her and I mean it and I'm saying this to all of you. You are the best teacher that your child will ever have. It does not matter if you have no teaching experience. doesn't matter if you have your education degree. Has It doesn't matter whether or not you fully understand the math material or whatever it is that they are learning. You are the best teacher that your child will ever have because you care about them more than any teacher ever ever will. You brought them home for the, from the hospital or you adopted them or you got them out of the foster care system. However, you became their parent. You put a lot of effort into bringing that child into the world and you have given everything, sacrificed everything to make sure that they have a good life and no other person on earth has ever done that. You care about, you know your child better than anyone else. It is your responsibility to teach them, to care for them, to instill them with the values that you want to instill them with. God will equip you to do that. You are fully prepared to do that. And God has chosen this generation for such a time as this to uh, be the generation that he wants them to be. And he has made you and me their parents. And he has given us the ability to do that. You have all the equipment that you need in his word. You have all the equipment that you need in the church. You have all the equipment that you need in the God-given wisdom that he has given you. So, Take that responsibility seriously. It starts at home. It starts in the school. It starts in the conversations that you have with your kid. It starts in taking away their phone, making sure they're not on social media or checking in on their social media. It starts with being a parent to our kids. Um, So that's just what I wanted to end with. This is so important. This is why policy matters also, not just parenting, but also policy. This is why policy matters uh, in who is on your school board. This is is why your local representatives matter. This is why your city council matters. This is why your mayors matter. Not only do they have an influence uh, over what goes on in your schools, but they also have an influence over what goes on in the police force. Funding the police, more funding for the police is going to also be something that keeps you and your family safe, your children safe. Um, pushing back against these technology companies that uh put more put more effort into fighting opinions that they don't like than fighting against child ex- exploiters. Uh, so just ensure that your energy and your time and your focus is going in the right direction for the glory of God and for the protection of your kids. That is our responsibility and God has equipped us and called us to do that. Okay, just wanted to end there. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this was an encouragement to you. I will see you back here on Monday. 